0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Show, where we talk about all components of business and how to utilize them for exponential growth. My name is Ethan Cassiotis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, international speaker, results strategist, business coach, mentor, and consultant. Today, I have an awesome guest. He is a serial entrepreneur, CEO, and has founded and runs five companies. His most recent company, where he is the founder and CEO, is Warm Welcome, which helps businesses upgrade from boring text to personal video so they can build meaningful relationships that drive real revenue. He was also recently named a top 100 tech innovator and influencer. Welcome, David J, and thank you for being on my show. Thanks, Ethan.
1: It's great to be here.
0: Well, awesome to have you here as well, mate. It's sure it's going to be an amazing show for all the watchers, listen to, listeners today, with uh, amazing value. So, you're a very successful entrepreneur. So, for those people who don't know who you are, please introduce yourself by telling us about you and your journey.
1: Sure. Yeah. So my journey started, I think, like a lot of uh, entrepreneurs when they dropped out of college. So for me, that was back in uh, 2001. Uh, I was going to a uh, small college and playing soccer there, and when my soccer career ended, I was like, yeah, what am I doing here? Might as well just get to work. And uh, and so I started a service company just being a, a wedding photographer. And from there, we uh, started to hit all the typical scaling problems that every service business has. You know, everything's reliant on the amount of time that, that I had. And uh, I didn't like that. I didn't like that I had to plan my year out. Based on scheduling of other people's weddings or photo shoots, and so I started to build online communities. Started to serve those communities with software, and uh, you know, fifteen years later, um, now that's that's all I do is build uh, build software, build communities around around software, and try to kind of help people solve the the business problems that they're having.
0: Awesome, mate. Um, yeah, I love the journey and. Um, yeah, I can connect a lot with that story. Uh, I dropped out a sort of year to my final year of school as well, and um, I, uh, I I still actually play soccer. I love soccer as well, so uh, it's awesome to uh, get someone. It's a good sport, I think, to uh, build that. Uh, you know, it's obviously, there's connection with the team sport as well as that that mindset. I think as well, you probably got a lot from it too. Yeah, yeah, love it. Um, so I guess. You, you know you're very successful. You've got a lot of you know companies that you founded and that you're running, right? So let's start. Um, let's start a bit there. I think is, is is a great way. So you know you've got. How do you ensure that you know these businesses are successful? I guess because you, you've done it multiple times, so there must be something there that ensures that it is successful.
1: Yeah, you know. Well, I think success is obviously defined by uh by the person so you know for some people success is you know making a billion dollars and for some people it's creating freedom in their life so that they can go and raise their family and some people it's somewhere in between and so uh, I think um, success for business probably um if you were to try and generalize it in some way uh I think uh in, in my opinion, a business needs to be self-sustaining, right? So I'm not a big fan of these huge venture-backed companies that just lose money forever and uh, never turn a profit. I, I don't think we're teaching people the right mechanisms for business and life when your business doesn't ever make more money than, uh, than it costs. Um, but then the other thing is just, is it solving people's problems? and uh and so if you approach your business in that way where it's not focused on you but it's focused on other people and the problems they're having and um you know what they need to do in order to make their life better then you can keep iterating and changing and maybe it's not successful or it's not um working in the first year but uh you can listen and get feedback and um iterate and make it successful the next year so the only way that you're, you're not going to be successful is if you quit and if you stop and uh, and so if you keep changing adapting evolving like you'll figure it out you know as long as your ego doesn't get in the way and you are willing to change you'll uh you'll be able to to help people and um actually reminds me of a of a uh something my dad said to me uh, when when i was 16 years old he sat me down and he said david if you make your business about helping other people, you'll always have plenty of work. And and so that's it. Like you'll be successful if your business is helping other people and it's sustainable and you can help more people over time.
0: Yeah, I love that. Very powerful. Um, You know, and you clearly agree with success is, you know, it's an individual thing. But like you said, a business, um, you just want to be there so that it's, it's sustainable as well as, you know, obviously, we hire people, right? We can't do businesses by ourselves. So, you know, you know, we obviously want to create a good culture in that. And we want to be able to, you know, keep these people in business, right? We want to grow it and, you know, be able to um, keep these people. So that, that's another key reason, right? Where it's a, it's an ecosystem, I guess, of, um, you know, making that successful and having a great place for everybody to work, whether you're the owner or whether you're, you're just part of that, um, you know, amazing system. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah, I guess, if we were, you know, to let's break it down a little bit more. So, you know, if we wanted to start a business and grow a business, say, you know, from the start to like a million dollars, right? Um, you know, everyone sort of loves that million dollar thing. Um, you know, it's like that, that seven figures. Uh, obviously, you got to start at six first, but then you got to build your way up, right, um, to there. So, you know, what do you see as being key, I guess, in, in how, to, how to do that as well?
1: I would say getting started fast uh and and not completely baking your product you know a lot of businesses will burn a million dollars uh one of my companies we spent a million dollars building it that was agree.com and then brought it to the market the market gave us feedback on it like they always do and uh and then we had to go back and iterate and it was really difficult to make adjustments at that point Because we had spent so much time, energy, and money and invested in it that it was was similar to like uh, baking something where we had all the ingredients, we put it together, we put it in the oven, we baked it, and then we presented it to the potential customer. The problem is when they gave us feedback, we had to go back and try and rebake it. And we all know what happens when you try and rebake something. It falls apart, it crumbles, it burns. It's a really terrible thing. If you can... uh, take the ingredients, build a prototype, and then take that and see if people will actually buy that. It's a lot cheaper. It's a lot faster. And you can get feedback before everything is really solidified, you know, both in your mind and out there as a, as a product. And so with Warm Welcome, that's what we did is we said, how cheaply and how quickly can we build it? And, you know, back in 2015, it cost us a million dollars and almost a year to build a product in you know, 2019, it cost us $10,000 in one month to get a prototype out. Now it's not a finished product, but it was a prototype. And from there, people could give us real life feedback on it, not theoretical, you know, ideas, but hey, here it is, what do you think? And you see that switch happening both in little SaaS companies like us, all the way up to car companies. When Elon Musk sells you a car, he does not have a car. He does not have a, a facility to even build that car. He has a prototype that they hand built, and then a whole bunch of people buy it. And he's like, "Okay, cool. Let's go figure out how we can build this." And and so I think that's uh, that's something that you know new founders should be doing is uh, realizing that they're unconsciously incompetent. They don't know what they don't know, and they need to get stuff into the market as fast as possible so that they can get feedback on it.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, multiple ways. Um, I love the unconscious uh, incompetence side of things and, and all of that area of uh, we don't know what we don't know. Um, and that's why having external people can help us. And, and I guess, yeah, I really love the, 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 you know, starting it shortly because you can, you can put out customer surveys, but it doesn't necessarily going to give you you know great stuff, but if you can start something for, you know after ten thousand dollars and put it out there in the market it's massive um in terms of the um you know feedback that you're going to get from that and then you know who knows um what it is and it really validates basically the idea right that you've got a product market fit because you hear about all these people where you know like you said they build something and then everyone everyone's like oh we don't actually want this we want something else in like far out you know start from square one again and um you know it's a uh, yeah, we don't want to waste time, right? Time is our, our precious resource. We want to make sure that we're we're doing something that's, um, you know, going to benefit. Uh, like you said, helping people, um, solving problems as we do as entrepreneurs. So, um, yeah, really awesome. Um, yeah. And I guess if we, um, you know, if we talk about like, you know, it's all about people, right? Like in a lot of business, right? Is is we're connecting with people, we're doing stuff, and, um, you know, I guess you want that personal type relationship where possible right so making our business personal is you know stated to be better for you know relationships right as well as for revenue so you want to let us know a little bit more about why that's the case
1: sure i think it all goes back to trust and how much do we trust the person that we're working with and whether um, we're working with a business coach like yourself like if I'm working with a business coach, I I really have to trust that the information and the coaching that they're going to give me is going to, at the end of the day, bring an outcome that I want in my life and in my business, right? And so I put a huge amount of trust in you uh, ahead of any result, ahead of any outcome, right? It's often the same with products. You know, People are needing to trust somebody not because the product is expensive, SaaS software is usually pretty cheap, but it takes some time and energy and effort to, to implement it. And so they have to put a lot of trust in the, in the company uh, in order to buy it and learn it and implement it. And so if you're trying to build trust, I mean, humans have been building trust in the same way for generations. Uh, the problem has come about in the last, you know, kind of 30 years really, um, but it originated, I think, 600 years ago when the printing press came out. All right, 600 years ago, the printing press came out. And ever since then, we've been obsessed with written communication because it was one of the first and only things in the world that scaled, you know, where we're obsessed with things that scale and the written word scaled. That's why we have, you know, hardbound books, leatherbound books. We have, you know, Twitter, Facebook. We've got um post-it notes all we got text messages all these are written written word based communication platforms the the problem though is that humans actually don't communicate very well with the written word right <clears throat> uh-oh it froze up on me i don't know if that's still still, we're, still good? we're uh, still- so good <laughs> so if if you look at facebook over the last year you saw that right you saw like when somebody communicates something on this side and somebody reads it over here and they communicate back, they spiral. It turns negative so fast. You know, humans, when they read something, they tend to read it in a negative state. And when they write something, they tend to write it more aggressively than they would say it. And so as we look for a better way for humans to communicate in a way that's gonna build more trust, we realize like it needs to be face-to-face and if, if you can't be in the same room face-to-face, well, face-to-face or video now is a way more powerful way to build trust and build uh, relationships, which business, you know, business kind of rests on those things.
0: Yeah, I love that. And you're right. It's, um, trust is everything um, in business, like you said, whether it's getting, you know, business coaches and stuff to help us, or whether it's just connecting um, with clients. And I think it's, it's becoming even more. So like, I know you said 30 years, but I think even the last few years, like on social media, right. Where there's just so much information, you know, being put out there, it's like, who can you trust? Um, so it's, yeah, it's becoming even more apparent. So I really love the, um, the shift there. And, you know, I'll just add that, you know, everyone's a different type of learner as well. Right. So there's like, you know, visual auditory kinesthetic type people, but a lot of people do like to see the visual, the visual element of something makes a big difference um, and then obviously you've got the talking and the other elements as well so really helps to give the whole suite um, I guess of inputs right
1: think think how much trust is built by just seeing somebody's face them smiling and waving at you right you can't build that through a text-based medium right throwing a couple emojis you know at somebody is is not going to give that it's not going to um give the same sort of experience right and uh, and so I think we have to take advantage of that every business has to take advantage of that now because in the last year every single business or just about every business has had to learn how to sell online right so if you had a bro- bro- uh, a brick and mortar shop <clears throat> well your foot traffic is probably down quite a bit so you've had to learn how to sell online if you had a restaurant right? can't have people in the restaurant. So you gotta learn how to sell online. So, you know, if you're selling a widget or you're selling, you know, lotion or you're selling, whatever it is that you're selling, you gotta learn how to do it online. And there are certain mechanics of that, right? When somebody walks in your store and you're sitting there behind the desk, you say, hey, can I help you? Can I help you find something? You know, or you just greet them and you say, hey, I'm so glad you came in today. Like all of those are trust building things that people aren't doing currently through their website. Most websites are text, some pictures, you know, stock images and some graphics and a shopping cart. Well, now you can put yourself down there in the corner of the website in a little warm welcome video bubble where you're smiling and waving, welcoming somebody to your website, just the same way as you'd welcome them to your shop. And uh, and so the businesses that shift there the quickest and start building trust online the quickest are the ones that are gonna win in that space.
0: Yeah, I love that. Really awesome. And I love the uh, things that we can do now and a little bit on the website like you were mentioning. So um, obviously, you know, we want to want to get clients, but, you know, at the same time, we don't just want clients. We want like raving fans, as they call right? We want people that really love what we do, right? And then they become advocates, they become promoters, you know, for our businesses and things like that. So how do we really, you know, help that process happen so that, you know, they can be you know helping us to build our business and, and getting those results.
1: Yeah, I think oftentimes the relationship is the thing that tips people, you know, pushes them to be a raving fan or a promoter. Um, you know, a lot of people can offer products. Products are becoming somewhat of commodities, but when you add the relational component, you show empathy and you show that you actually care for this person and their well-being, not just, you know, for them as a customer, but them as a human. Uh, it changes everything. And so just like on your website, you have video testimonials of people sharing about the impact you've had in your life or sharing about, you know, what they think about you. A written testimonial means almost nothing. It's too easy to fake. And I, you could write it. I could write it. Anyone could write it. I have no idea if that's real or fake, but a video one like you have in, on your website is really powerful because I can look in the eyes of that person and judge for myself whether they're telling the truth and so you know one welcome helps with that too is you can collect video testimonials right from your website or from an email somebody can click the button record a video and send it back and so uh, video testimonials are a great way to um, kind of take word of mouth marketing and turn it into word of mouse right make it scalable because a video is scalable right you wish you could have that person go around the city and tell everybody how great you are. Um, And you can kind of do that nowadays with, uh, with video.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, So very powerful. And and you're right. um, You know, video testimonials and, and videos in general, it's yeah, it's really what connects people. Um, And and it's awesome that you guys are building, you know, these different elements of how you can make it easier, you know, I guess, and and quicker to do that um, to, to give us an edge because we do need an edge right in business so we, we keep doing the same thing um, eventually people are going to take over because they're going to be innovating so uh, really awesome that you're you're helping to foster that um, you know for businesses now to um stay ahead of the game basically um so that, that's really awesome um, and i guess like a lot of people you know they just think about scaling and you know growing and all this type of stuff right um, but you know, a lot of the time, a better way to focus is on serving. Like, how do I serve, you know, my, my, my clients, you know, my prospects and everything like that instead. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on, on that distinction there as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent businesses often people often, uh, I should say, um, tend to focus on themselves and on what they're doing and what they're thinking about every day. And so, for example you know we're building a product we're building this piece of software that you know that that we hope helps people right but that's what we're spending our day doing and so in conversations it's easy to think about that and think about the product instead of thinking about the customer's problem and if we can keep ourselves thinking about the customer's problem because that's what they're thinking about every day that's what they want to solve um, now our mindset is on them, it's on others, it's on serving them, it's on solving their problem. Uh, but it's definitely a, a daily reminder, you know, we get wrapped up with our own lives and our own problems. And, uh, and so uh, we, we've got to be pulled back out of it. I think that's leadership, right? You probably provide a lot of that with the people that you coach and mentor is just pulling them out of the weeds showing them the the path forward, right? Whether it's a client or a customer or whether it's a client or, you know, one of your colleagues, someone that you work with, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that our staff or my employees want me thinking about them every day. And I think a lot of uh, culture training is gone awry. And it's, it's, it's telling the leader of the company or the CEO, you know, you need to be thinking about your employees. You need to be caring your, about your employees. And I don't think they actually want that. I think that they want the leader to take them somewhere, to cast a vision and to move them forward, not to spend their their time, you know, coddling them. And uh, we get that mixed up, right? Like people want to go somewhere in life. Like they don't want just, you know, someone there, you know taking care of them and handing them stuff they want to grow they want to learn they're happier when they're doing that than they are when somebody is just you know you know focused on them right so anyway a little bit of a rant there but uh something that i'm sure you see with the people you coach like they need a vision they need to be moving forward
0: yeah um, it's all good um you know we, we love rants and, and rabbit holes and things you never know where it's going to lead so yeah and i think you know gen- generally like the way i see it is humans you know naturally want to be led right like whether it's you know a customer journey right like along the process you know to get them in and into your ecosystem and stuff like that or it's where it's just general like in business to to lead them like you said as a leader of the business and that and not just manage them but actually lead from the front and like you said cast a vision and um and everything like that because then people will be like yes you know i want I want to follow that person or yes. Okay. This is the next thing I need to do. Right. So it makes it easy for us because, you know, we can only make a certain amount of decisions a day. There's a few factors that, you know, for everyone, but you know, you can't make that many decisions. So um, our brain works on autopilot. Most of the time, you know, it's like we, 90% of our thoughts are the same thoughts as yesterday. Right. So it's um you know, that, that, that being led area actually helps us as humans, because otherwise depending on the person it could be, challenging to really make too many decisions in a day. That's why like Steve Jobs and a lot of people just wear the same stuff, right? Every day as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Love it. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, we want to get great customers. We want to um, you know, lead them and and everything like that. Um to, to get them part of what we do. And, and obviously video is part of that. Now a lot of business is about return on investment, right? ROI. So How do we, I guess, link that with, with happy customers to making, you know, good, you know, better ROI and everything like that for our business as well.
1: Yeah. Great question. Uh, it's, it's gotta do that or it's, it's kind of a waste of time and energy. Um, so the way that, that we've leveraged this is, uh, is a lot through video testimonials, um, and moving people through a customer journey, moving them through from, you know, being just a normal customer to being an, an evangelist. And, you know, we use the MPS system. So we're tracking that every quarter with every customer. And uh, and it's amazing to see when somebody writes in and they maybe give you, you know, a medium score, you know, six, seven, eight, something like that. And then they, they write in some comments below it. And then we send them a video back. You know, and we say, hey, John, thanks so much for writing. Like, that's really good feedback. And we need to work on that in our business. And uh, and so we appreciate you taking the time to, um, to give us that feedback. It does something in their mind because right then they experience another human, right? You know, me or someone on our team who is caring about them enough to read their feedback, caring about them enough to respond to it. And then we got to go and make good on it. But that human to human connection is is a standout feature in itself. Because you know what most companies do right now? They stick these stupid robots on their website, right? Like, I mean, if if you don't think that's the dumbest thing in the world, like, I'm sorry, I can't, I just can't help you. Because like, nobody wants to talk to a robot nobody. Like I've never met anybody that's like, I prefer to just talk to this robot rather than a a real person. Like, come on. And yet people continue to put these stupid things on their websites. And so when you go the opposite direction and you say, no, 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 I'm going to personalize this. I'm going to put myself, I'm going to put my face or, you know, one of our account reps on our website. And we're going to say, Hey, we're personally here to help you, which so we do like every single person at any company should be there to support the customer in some way. And so, um, and so yeah, so we've, we've used uh, the videos through NPS um, to move people along in the customer journey to bake them into the, the ecosystem um, even more. Um, and we're seeing lots of industries doing it. Like a real estate agent put one of these video bubbles on their website. In their uh, brokerage, everybody has the same access to the same things, right? The only thing this person did differently was put a video bubble on their website where they introduced themselves. They you know, share about their kind of vision as a, um, a unique realtor, a unique agent. And they're three to five X every single other agent at the office. Just because they're personalizing stuff, they're building trust that much faster in a hot market you know it's a really hot market, so people are looking around, making decisions quick, and in one second they can make a decision on this business versus this business because this one I know and I have some idea of the humans behind it. This one I have no idea of the humans behind it. So um, those are some maybe some real life stats that uh, you know we're seeing across the board, whether it's real estate or SaaS or coaching. We have a lot of coaches sign it up for warm welcome Um, because one it's it's convenient so for coaching you probably find yourself repeating yourself all the time right yeah so this is what we're hearing from coaches is like yeah but i'm trying to scale my business i'm trying to grow my business but uh, i have this information and i end up saying it to the same people well what you can do with warm welcome is use a video playlist where you record the content you know one time and you have it all there, uh, but then when you're in a conversation with someone, maybe it's a Zoom call or they send you an email, you don't have to say the whole thing again. You just click on the video. You say, hey, John, that's a great question. Uh, a lot of people that I coach go through that. And so um, check out these couple of videos, and then we'll talk about these um, during our next meetup next week. Bop, bop, bop. You can add two, three, four, five, ten 10 videos that will autoplay after that first one. They can get all the information they need. They feel personally cared for by you. And it takes you, you know, less than a minute to do that. So that makes it efficient. And for businesses that are built on, you know, built on that type of efficiency, you can deliver a lot of information with, with very little effort and still make it personal.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, very powerful. I love that that element there, especially, you know, tailoring it to my you know to my area in, in the business coaching mentoring side and but yeah awesome results as well for that that agent um and it's amazing like you said you've got to stand out some way and and everything like that and yeah this you know warm welcome um so I, i'd like to know a little bit more right because you've uh, you're talking about this sort of stuff so with warm welcome like what different types of video right can we incorporate into the customer journey i'd like to know more about that
1: Yeah, so we wanted to take on more than just like video emails, right? Uh, A lot of companies are doing video emails and that's fine. It's kind of a tactical uh, solution to a problem. We wanted to do more of a strategic solution where we personalize every single touch point of the customer journey with video. And so um, whether that starts with a video business card or whether it starts with uh, somebody coming to your website and seeing the video bubble, or it progresses down the line to um, kind of the workflow element of communication with email, video emails, um, or even other places on your website. Uh, For example, a lot of people work really hard to build trust on the first couple pages of their website. And then the client gets to the contact page, right? The page that's like, we finally got them, right? And what do they see there? They see a form right? These businesses, they put a form on their website and it's like, fill out this form. We'll get back to you. It's like, you just did all the work to build trust, to get people to the place where they're going to contact you. And you just give them like, here, take a number. It's like, no, no, no. You should put one of these warm welcome videos on that page where you talk to them as though you've already closed the deal. Cause you more or less have. So you're like, Hey, I'm so glad you're here. I'm really excited to work with you. And, uh, and this is what it's going to look like once we start working together, right? Paint that picture for them. You know, don't tell them to submit a form. Start to show them what it's going to be like after they sign up, after they buy, after they do whatever action you want them to do. So almost every portion of your website should be starting to convert to video. And I would argue personal video. And so whether it's your contact page or even your pricing page, you know, why not have, you know, you're explaining the differences in the packages. You know, that, that would seem like a much better way to do it than pricing tiers, you know, or, or a restaurant. Like a restaurant puts a menu. Most restaurants have a, a menu on their website. Why don't you have a video of the chef explaining each dish, right? Like these are all e- like very easy transitions. to so you pick up your phone Go back in the kitchen and say, you know, hey, chef, tell me about this dish and record them doing it, put it on your website. Like that's going to do a lot better job selling your product than the text-based menu that you have on your website, right? It's like, it's so easy. It's like, this is low hanging fruit for businesses, but it's just beginning, right? The, you know, whole COVID thing is kind of the catalyst for people to wake up and realize that. Um, video is a better way to sell themselves and their business than text. It's like, oh my gosh, people should have been doing this 20 years ago. The people that were doing it 20 years ago have one big like Zappos. Right? Zappos, huge huge shoe company, online shoe company, right? Everyone's like, I could never buy shoes online because I need I need to see and understand what it's going to be like to wear it. So what they do? they literally just shot a dumb little video of somebody walking in a circle with that shoe on. And that was enough to build trust. So that people started to order these shoes online. It was the video. And so, you know, then of course they did a great job with customer service and, uh, and they grew and I think Amazon bought them for billion dollars or something crazy, but that was a long time ago. Why is it taking all these small businesses so long to catch up? Why are they making pretty logos and graphics, you know, and spending so much time doing that instead of personalizing things with video, doing things that actually build trust with people.
0: Yeah. I love that. And uh, I love the, you know, to summarize the key point you said about the assumptive language, right? Like, you know, in, in the sales process, we want to have assumptive language right, for everybody that is doing in their business. So um, that way, you know, they already feel like they're part of that journey. So yeah, that's really powerful. Like you were saying, whether it's a contact page or there's other pages and you could obviously overcome objections potentially as well on that video um, of, you know, key questions that people may have or, or something like that. Um, so yeah, you get a lot more dimension into something. Um, whereas, yeah, if you had to write it all down and everything like that, and you know, it would be a lot longer and, and more challenging to sort of get the same message across. So that's, um, that's really powerful. So Go a little bit more specific on this. So you're talking about these amazing things on, on, on our websites and stuff that we can get right in, in different areas as an example. So a lot of people, you know, have websites already, right? Like, you know, they, they've, they've built them, whether it's like WordPress or Squarespace or Wix or whatever it is, right? So I guess, is it easy to integrate warm welcome into something like that um, basically in that ecosystem? I'd just like to know yeah, a little bit more about how you guys sort of fit into that mix
1: yeah oh yeah it'll take less than 20 seconds all you do if you want to put a video bubble on your site all you do is you take one the one little line of code and you put it in the head tag and uh and that will go across every page of your site and then you could put a unique video bubble on different pages uh you can do all that without ever you know doing anything else with the little code snippet you just make a new one tell them what page you want it on boom it's there if you want to embed. One of our video pages, like on your contact page, um, you just record a video. You record it on your phone, on your computer, wherever. Um, add whatever kind of settings you want to it. Copy, paste the embed code, and you're done. So, just like embedding a Vimeo video or a YouTube video or something like that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very simple to to add these things, and and they're they're interactive, they're engaging because the user can. Click on it and have this, you know, asynchronous conversation back and forth with you. Um, we're going to be adding in a live component as well, which, again, this is all to help businesses, you know, sell through their website. If you have a, a business, like let's say you're selling, um, I mean, whatever, you know, trinket it is, let's say you're, you're, you're selling um, lotion or something like that, some sort of healthcare product. Um, and you've got all your, your product over here, right. And you're working on stuff, you're doing things and somebody's on your website. Well, one, you want to know that they're on your website, but most of the time it's blind to us. There's no notification to us that somebody is visiting our website right then. Warm welcome is doing that. It's triggering these old notifications when people are, are out there, you know, looking at stuff. And then we have the option for them to click on the little video bubble. And again, if you've turned this on, it will just ding your phone and say, hey, somebody, somebody has a question about this. And you can just pop open your video on your phone or right on your computer, and you can talk them to the product, just like you were a sales associate at a store. Like people have that setup. They have sales associates at their store, but their store is closed. So they need to transition that sales process now and have it done through video. There's no reason that a remote salesperson now who's sitting at home or lost their job because their business, you know, got forced to close, but there's no reason why they can't just have the product sitting there and say, Hey, I'm going to walk you through it. This is how you you apply this, or this is what you do with that. You know, and you give somebody two minutes of your time and then they go buy. It's like, great. That's what, uh, that's what we can do now through the internet, through these interactive videos that you know people could never do before.
0: Yeah, that's very powerful. I love that um, additional thing that you guys are doing. You're definitely thinking outside the box there and um, yeah, to be able to know what they're doing and, and, and help them on the spot, like ma- massive, not just trust, but like you can just basically get into the buying cycle like that um, in there and um, yeah, confirm. Whether they are, because obviously people buy a lot off emotion, but they need to reinforce with some logic as well as part of it. Everyone's a little bit different, so by you doing all of that, it's like, oh, this is how it works. Okay, cool, and then you know they can make that choice. So that's uh that's awesome. Um, looking forward to to seeing um when all that runs out uh you know rolls out um in that way. So it'll be uh, be awesome. Uh, very cool. Um, I'd like to hear um I guess you know you've done, you've you founded and run a lot of companies and stuff like that. And, um, you know, we don't just, you know, rock up to be successful, right? So um, I'm sure, you know, we, we always talk about all these amazing things that we do. But I think what people don't know is, is that success is a journey that just goes up and down, right? It's, um, there's no just straight up, there's always challenges along the way. So do you want to maybe talk about a big challenge or a failure, whatever you want to call it, I guess, or something like that and and how you overcame that. So people can see that, you know, that other side, I guess.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the big one that I kind of referenced earlier was, um, you know, taking too much time on the front end and building products and uh, kind of baking it in and and, uh, thinking through too much of it uh, myself or with a small team uh, before getting feedback from real life customers. Uh, I think I've done that pretty consistently. And uh, with almost every business, I've put too much in on the front end and then been resistant to change once it hit the market because I thought through it so much. I was like, this is right. You know how many meetings I've had about this? Like we've thought through every possible scenario. and uh, and And so... I would say that's the thing that's probably um, cost me the most is uh, is not getting stuff to market quick enough and and being open to the feedback on it at that point. Um, but yes, I mean startups are hard and it's and it's a lot of work and you have to you have to somewhat you know love that process and love the volatility of it uh, or you know you probably shouldn't engage in it right people are somewhat um, googly-eyed with startups and you know entrepreneurship and whatnot but it's it's I I think it's not so much something that should be like taught and glamorized like oh everyone should go do this because the the fact is if you have to be of taught or convinced to go and do something like this like you're the wrong person you shouldn't be doing it the people who i think do the best with um starting companies and entrepreneurship and stuff are the people that um that innovate out of their own frustration where you know they say like necessity is the mother of invention i think frustration is the mother of invention because that's it like when you're when you're frustrated you're like there's got to be a better way to do this. And I'm so pissed off about it that I'm going to go make that better way. And I'm, I was like mad about it before. And I'm probably gonna be mad during the process because it's hard and it's difficult, but I'm going to get the end result. And it's those types of people that, uh, that tend to to succeed in starting companies and, and building things because, you know, they're, they're not so much doing it, um, They're not trying to do it the right way. They're trying to do it. They're trying to like make this thing or solve this problem or or whatnot.
0: Um, Yeah, I I love that. Um, And, you know, I I think a a simple way to explain what you were talking about before, where you were saying that I'm, you know, I don't don't know, I I thought about it so many times. i like that. It's like our ego, right? Our ego comes in. It's like, oh, you know, this is the way and everything like that. And we can get caught up in like our way is the right way, right? Mm-hmm. Where um, I think, you know, this is where, you know, coaches and mentors and people from the outside, right, um, can come in and, and sometimes, you know, especially with founders or even just general in the business, give you that different perspective and just say, hey, have you thought of this? Or, you know, that maybe there's a better way of doing things to really break that mold, I guess, like that. So I'd love to hear about, yeah, how, you know, um, you know, your thoughts on coaching, mentoring and how, you know, that's, I guess, impacted you um, in in what you do as well.
1: Sure. Yeah. I've had lots of, lots of coaches and mentors and uh, advisors. And, and uh, I think it's, it's hugely important, you know, at at all different stages, right. Um, uh, You know, for moving around uh, the apprenticeship square, which is, uh, a, kind of a, a visual tool from one of my mentors. You know, we're going from unconscious incompetence where we don't know, we don't know. And we're moving all the way around to the point where we're, um, we're unconsciously competent, where we don't even think about something, we just do it. It's second nature to us. And, uh, and we're constantly going around that, right? As we're starting companies, learning new things, like You don't start a company knowing how to start a company just because you've started a company because the last company you started was a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, the world was a completely different place. Right? So there are things that you're unconsciously incompetent of, you know, every time you do something new. And if you don't enjoy that, then like you're in big trouble. And I think coaches and mentors and advisors can, um, they can point out some of that, and they can uh, help you move around that square. Even if they're not an expert in the exact field that you're going into, they can oftentimes see the, um, you know, see around some corners and uh, give some feedback on some things that um, that are that are helpful. So, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of that. I think it's it's good, and and it's maybe more. A sign of um maybe humility which you know humility comes from the the word hummus which means earth and ground dirt that's soil right that's where growth comes from and if you're not willing to have a coach or mentor advisor like if, if you think you're the smartest one in every room um you don't really have the right type of soil to grow anything, to build anything. And, uh, and so I think that's a very good sign for, for a founder is, you know, Hey, if you're, if you're still the know-it-all 21 year old, like you're going to go through some tilling of that soil over the next 10 years, right? It's going to get sifted up. It's going to be hard. It's going to hurt a lot The more humble you can be and the more you can, um, allow the people around you to help shape and mold you um, the more natural and uh, I think smooth and organic that growth will happen without the, you know, pitchforks and shovels.
0: Love it. Completely agree with that. Um, Yeah. Such a great little segment that you shared there. And um, yeah. uh, You know, a lot of people say if we're not growing, we're dying. Right. So we've always got to have that, um, you know, child you know learning always wanting to learn type thing right we, um and that that's really awesome so um definitely helped me to get w- where i am and um you know like you said um and i think einstein said it that we can't solve a problem in the same way of thinking that created it right so um whether that's putting yourself into a different situation yourself or getting other people like coaches and mentors another one else to change your thinking have you thought about this have you thought about that oh wait a minute and then that's how you can solve problems quicker as well. It's really powerful. Um, Great. Love it. Um, all right. So I guess just finally, what piece of advice I guess would you give to all the entrepreneurs listening today that's going to help them moving forward, you know, in the years to come about how everything's um, changing?
1: Yeah, I would say, um, to keep moving quickly. Like, like if you have an idea, if you have something that you're starting, like start it today, do something today that moves you closer to that. Um, Not in theory, but in actuality, like a a easy one is, you know, okay, I have an idea about this. Um, Who do I know who has any experience in that? And I start to organize my contacts in a folder based on that idea. And then the next day it's like, okay, well I'm going to start to write to those people. I'm going to ask them about it, and see what they think, right? Like, those are all practical steps that you can do to um, to start something and not wait until you have it all flushed out or wait till you have all your ducks in a row. It's like, you're never going to have all your ducks in a row. You're never going to have it fully flushed out. So get started, keep working. And um, as you're working on it, talk to people, try and sell it, always be selling, and then as people start to buy it and you get more feedback, well, you're going to shift and change and adapt. And uh, it's going to be this iterative process, not this like build it. Okay. I'm done building. Now I'm going to go sell. And great. Now I have this business. It's like, nah, it doesn't, it's not really like this straight line. Um, And so, yeah, I'd I'd encourage that and, um, and just be patient. Like it doesn't happen overnight. Like you, 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 can make progress overnight, but you're not just going to have this great product or great business overnight. And so give yourself time, you know, the timing is a huge part of success. And, uh, you know, people have had the biggest successes. Like it's not because they had some brilliant idea. It's because they brought that idea into the market at the right time, which a lot of that was just luck. Right. Good old Tom from MySpace could have been Zuckerberg. If he had launched MySpace three years later, he like, it would have been Facebook, right? The, so we, we got to remember the timing and the market's willingness to accept something is so much of our success that our, our success isn't all driven just by like how much energy and effort we put in. We got to put in energy and effort, but, um, but be patient with yourself and keep making progress.
0: I love that. Amazing points there. So yeah, we connected through our networks. So I learned about your awesome journey, which includes, you know, founding and running five companies. Um, you have the results, you know, for building successful startups. So, you know, people that come in investors and everything like that would be happy to invest um, you know, so they'd be very confident, you know, to get a great, ROI in what you've built. You've got the runs on the board there. You know, warm welcome sounds like an awesome, innovative and disruptive business, which is changing the game about how we interact, you know, with our prospects and clients, which is amazing. You know, you're a great guy as well. And and I'm sure you continue to change the world uh, in a positive way. So I'm very grateful that we connected. I look forward to work with you in the future as well.
1: Great. Thanks a lot, Ethan. Appreciate it.
0: It's been awesome yeah so thanks a lot for your time today david um i'm sure many people have greatly benefited from your valuable wisdom so how can people find you and get in contact with you
1: i see just head on over to uh, warmwelcome.com, uh and you know you can send videos into little video bubble there that's fun uh Devin, Devin's the one down there smiling and waving at you but uh you can go there and and we connect that way
0: Awesome, man. I love it. I'll definitely be checking a warm welcome out about the stuff that you said, all those cool things. I think it's definitely going to take um, all of our businesses to that next level. So really awesome stuff there, man. So thank you everyone for watching, listening to this show where we talk about everything on business growth. Please like, subscribe and leave us a five-star review. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube as Athan Casiodas. So visit my website, athancassiotis.com. I completely agree with you or do I? The only way you know is if you tune in next time. So until next time, Remember that our business grows when we learn skills and take action using them in spite of fear. Have a great day.